and welcome to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine McNamara, the director of the Smart Center in Greenville and the executive director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. Today's podcast is brought to you by Greenville Smart and the Smart Center. If you're looking for office space or event space, please log on to greenvillesmart.com or call 618-664-6821. And if you're looking to join the Greenville Chamber of Commerce, which I highly recommend, call 618-664-9272. Spoiler alert, they both come to me, both numbers. So there you go. Did you know that, Deloitte? Wow, I, I think I did. But how many phones do you have? I know you carry a lot of I phones. I have two. I know it's weird, but then the other phone relates to something completely different. It has nothing to do with Greenville at all. Really? Yeah, I can't talk about it. Is that a burner phone? I can't, I can't okay, say can't yes, say. I can't say no. There you go. Deloitte Cole. Very suspicious. <laughs> On the other side of the microphone, our producer Deloitte Cole is with me today. Thank you for being here. Good morning. Making sure everything's working properly. It's a beautiful day in Greenville. It is a gorgeous day. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful, sunny, muggy, sweaty out there. But we're in here in the nice, cool podcast studio. That We'd be happy to tell you more about that, too. Yes, you should check time. it out. You can rent this space. You can you? rent this space. If you are starting your own podcast and you would like to check out our podcast studio again, Give us a call, 664-6821. Enough about us, Deloitte, and yes. enough about the Smart Center. I've got two great guests here today. Uh, first, Dr. Eugene Dunkley. He is the, well, he's got a lot of titles. We went over this before <laughs> oh, <my>. microphone. <laughs> Most importantly for today, he is the Associate Professor of Biology for Greenville University. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. And also with us is Dr. Michael Laughlin. He is your your title today, which you have many as well, is Chair of Criminal Justice and Social Work for Greenville University, correct? Correct. And people might think, well, this is strange, criminal justice and biology, why are they here together? Well, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I want to just uh, get a brief background on both of you as to why, why Greenville? Gene, why Greenville? Why Greenville? Um, let's see, it was 2001, I was, our family uh, we were living in England at the time, and I was working uh, for a biotech company in Oxford. And, uh, well, I was thinking about teaching um, to Christians, uh, this idea of, because uh, England is a secular country, and I was thinking, well, it would be nice to um, think about teaching. Someone had mentioned about Christian liberal arts. I had never heard of it before. And uh, I started thinking about that. And then my wife was on the internet, saw the CCCU website and said, hey, there's an opening at Greenville University, well, Greenville College at the time. I got in contact with uh, Dr. William Ahern, Bill Ahern, who we had a great conversation on the phone. And uh, he said, we're looking for someone in biology. Would you be interested? And I didn't know anything about Greenville at the time, but I said, yeah, sure. It sounds like the kind of thing that I was looking for. Um, working in a, in teaching in a, um, uh, Christian liberal arts, um, institution. Came over, had a wonderful interview, and the next thing you know, we were here. That was in 2001. Um, yes, 2001. Wow. And clearly they didn't dislike me too much, but I'm <laughs> still here in 2020. Yes, you're very likable in case you didn't know that. So, I didn't know that. Agreed. Well, yeah, I think we can all show hands. Yep, you're likable. I didn't raise my hand for that. So. Well, that would that's why you're so likable. <laughs> you're so humble. <laughs> yeah. So you're here. That's awesome. And and Michael, tell us why Greenville for you? So for me, I was in Columbia, Missouri, working in 
law enforcement and I was finishing my PhD and it's, it still doesn't fully make sense to me because I liked my job and I didn't plan on applying for jobs until after I finished my PhD. And then I felt this urge that I assume was God sort of pushing me to, to look for a job. And the only, the only thing that popped in my head was Greenville. I didn't know of any job at Greenville. So I was like, maybe I'll apply to admissions. Maybe I'll just see what they have until I um, finish my PhD. Um, and then I got on their website and they had recently posted a criminal justice professor position, which I met all the qualifications for. And I was like, well, that's odd timing. And so I applied for that and then got the job and came back and then um, have loved the people I'm working with and the students are great. So it's a great place to be. It was meant to be, isn't that? It's amazing how when we have people in here, everyone who came here, it almost seems like an unlikely place for them to be. And yet something was inside. I don't know. Same for me. Pulled you here. And then now we're all here together. It's, it's kind of a, yes. I don't know. It's, it's, it's gotta be a God thing or, yes. you know, uh, that's just what it all comes back to. Now I've got you both here. Um, like we talked about criminal justice and biology and, uh, Gene, you also teach forensics. Is that? Yes. Correct? I teach an introduction to forensics class. And that's gotta be, that's, I, I think that's interesting to anyone, even if you're not in science, forensics has become sort of the, the thing that draws people to, to television shows yes. to uh, just, you know, all sorts of uh, walks of life want to, want to know more about forensics. And uh, well, Michael with you in criminal justice, that's where the tie in comes. Um, you two have worked together on, on a few things, I believe, but uh, I don't know if uh, our listeners know this, but uh, GU has been the home of a forensics conference. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? What has been involved in the past conference? conferences <laughs> <laughs> well i think a couple of years ago um and i can't remember michael with, with how this whole started but i, I think, think was, the, so the start was oh <clears throat> excuse me when, when i was moving in daryl eiler introduced himself to me and he was helping us move into our house first time i met him and he mentioned that he had a um, forensic seminar that he had wanted to get off the ground um and then I think he had already been in conversations with you about it. And then yes. he basically asked me if I'd be willing to help. And so it was, it was literally the first day I, I moved into Greenville. <laughs> he dropped a seed. And then that fall, we started talking more about it. Yes. And the other thing with two that, that thanks for reminding me, Michael, um, Peter Schmerick, who is the father of one of our professors who was here, Christina Schmerick, uh, he had come uh, a couple of years before to do a, I guess it was like a seminar um, and the attendance was overwhelming. We had a full, the Kroger room was full and he was very popular. And I think when Dr. Eiler um, was thinking about doing this kind of conference, he had Peter Schmerick in mind as one of the uh, kind of keynote speakers. And so we contacted Peter and he said he'd do it for free, which was amazing. And so we kind of built that first conference around um, Peter's expertise that he had been basically a FBI profiler. And uh, so that was a great lead in for us. Um, and that's how this kind of thing got started. The first one was so well attended and successful. We said, Hey, let's, let's keep, keep this going. So hence why we've been able to do it for a couple of years now. So who all, who all was involved in that? Did it grow from the first year to the second year? And so far, as far as I would say about the same number of people, mm -hmm. just different people mm -hmm. yeah, uh, involved. I'd say the first year kind of ballooned bigger than we 
we originally planned. Um, so part of that was, I mean, like Gene said, Peter Smerick draws a crowd by himself, but then virtually all the speakers volunteered to come for free other than just us helping them with hotel lodging and like some of them per diem. Um, but we had ATF agent, uh, two people from the FBI crime lab, Peter Smerick's from the FBI crime lab. We had the, the former deputy director of the FBI. Oh, wow. Pistol. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pis- pistol come. And then a number of local, like Illinois state police and, um, local people come as well. And yeah. so there was a, an impressive range of yeah. people at the first one with experiences both nationally and at the state and local level. Yes. Oh, and Gary Cumberland came as well. And he's related to uh, Daryl Eiler. And Gary Cumberland is a well-known um, ME and had done a lot of cases as well. So he also came in too. So that gave us a really good uh, headline for that first oh, conference. Sure. So we were, we were really blessed to have that first conference with so many great people involved in it. That's fantastic. And I know we, we had planned to have another one this year. Um, mm. The COVID squashed yes. our plans yes. for that, unfortunately. Now, there has been talk of, of something else coming out of the idea from your forensics conference. Something else we had planned for next month, possibly. But we will still get into that. I know that that's still going to be um, something that we do um, uh, as a smart initiative um, with the help of the of the two of you, um, can you talk a little bit about what that plan was going to be? Sure, I think uh, I will just introduce it. But Michael was really the brainchild of the whole thing. Um, he's smiling a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> the idea was to have a forensics camp um, this summer, which would involve um, some work here at the Smart Center and some work at our field station. We were going to have a crime scene out outside of the Smart Building, which then would attract attention and we were going to get students who were either some Greenville students or some high school students interested in forensics and I'll leave the rest to Michael because he really was the one who was con- you know constructing the whole thing yeah so I, th- I think Gene and I had had conversations about potentially doing a camp in the future because uh, we both get emails about forensic camps that are done at other colleges over the summer um and we just we hadn't necessarily taken the steps yet. And then with the forensic conference initially being delayed from the spring, this past spring to the summer, and then eventually getting canceled, um, I think we both kind of had um, um, we were missing some of that organization of forensics, and and we learned stuff at the forensic conference too. And uh, Breck Nelson actually approached I think me and Gene initially with I think it was a science camp, and then mm. it kind of turned into a forensics camp because we both have an interest there. We thought others would have an interest in coming to see that. And then it'd just be a fun camp to make um, because of some of the things we were talking about doing. I think you would get adults interested in something like that too. I, you know, you see the, there's sort of a a fad going around now where you can uh, get a membership to catch a a murderer or Mm. solve a mystery, that sort of thing. I think that could be something that could morph into something for maybe adults could get. I mean, who knew your, your industries are involved and would be so popular. Right. True. Yeah. Right. It's intriguing. It yeah. is. And do um so do we have students that come um specifically that want to get into the FBI or that want to uh, get into a crime scene investigation? We've had I know in the past we've had a couple of students who've actually graduated from here to go into the FBI. I don't know if I can mention a name on on air, but uh, we've had a couple of students who've gone in. Uh, one went into CIA. 
Um, but I think most of the students who are interested in going to investigations would probably go through a criminal justice program. But the forensics, teaching a forensics class is a nice marriage of the science and the investigation. So I think that's one of the things. And oh, But people just take it just because they like to, they're interested in kind of CSI type um, stuff. And sure. they, they like to take the class for that purpose. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I have a number of criminal justice students who, when they come in, their initial um, point of interest is they want to be a CSI because they've seen shows about it, um, but they don't fully understand what that means. And so one thing I really like about the way Greenville does forensics is in most places I've been, forensics lives with criminal justice. Um, Our forensics primary class lives with Gene because I know how to practically do forensic science and collect evidence, but I don't fully... Um, even with my years of experience, understand all the science behind it. Gene covers the science behind it and the, and the practical application of collecting the evidence. And so they get more out of that class than they'd get if it was just taught by a criminal justice professor or just taught by someone with practical experience in forensics. Well, that's yeah, that's yeah. great. Because and I, and I like the, sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just going to say. I like the, the, the marriage of the two because mm-hmm. in some places – uh, forensics is used um, in the sciences to kind of attract people to a major, um, but it's very, you can't really major in forensics because the actual learning for that really comes in graduate school. So what we do is to do things ethically. We simply have the class, but it helps a lot of our, our criminal justice students to kind of get that taste of the science to see what it's about. So it's really, um, it, I think it's a, it's a nice marriage between getting uh, some people interested in science, but then allowing the criminal justice students to really see how the science really fits in with their profession. So um, I, I like the, having that class because of that, that relationship. I think it's really good for the students. Are there projects that you do within the forensics and, and the criminal justice classes that you have to solve? Um, that's how we set up the forensics lab. We start out with, um, at some point I have like a, a crime scene mm-hmm. and, um, that is actually something that I could talk to Michael about more in the future. Um, but having a crime scene where the students have to follow through a lot of them are criminal justice, uh, majors. So they kind of understand what it means. They get that background already. They understand what it means to see what the evidence is, how to collect it. And everything else. So they, we do a practical thing where they have to solve certain crimes during the during the semester, and do an investigation and everything else. That's interesting. Do you do the same thing with criminal justice? Do they have to to learn? Do they learn how to go through certain procedures in in the proper way to investigate? Um, so it depends on the else? class. So we mm-hmm. do our criminal justice major. We try to prepare them both for grad school. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them want to go on into grad school in different areas. Some of them want to go to law school. Some of them actually want to go into the practical criminal justice professions. And so we, we do a lot of um, like we go to trials, we go to uh, correctional facilities, we go to law enforcement facilities. So they get a better idea of what the actual jobs like, and they get to talk with people in those um, professions and see them doing, doing the actual profession and then um, we are we're adding some practical stuff. We have a few that we've done over the past couple of years where they've gone out and they've actually done something that they would be doing in a particular law enforcement field. So some of it's you know community policing or um, forensics, um, interviewing things like that. Um, but that's that's something I'm trying to figure out how to do that in the time of COVID. Um, right. And, mm. and still. Um, still try to get them those experiences outside of the classroom that'll be valuable for them 
and that's that's still being worked through in my brain and um i'm working with looking at what others are doing too um one thing that that grew from his forensics class too though is so how he sets up the crime scenes that's something that fed into the forensics camp mm -hmm. um so we were mm -hmm. actually we were going to have two different crime scenes set up at the camp one down here by the smart building that was going to have um, a car with bullet holes and so they could work through bullet like ballistics and recovering evidence there and trace evidence. And then one out at a farm that we have, we were actually going to have a dig where we could talk about um, how you can use bugs and, and entomology entomology yeah. to, to basically time how long something's been in the ground. Um, oh, that's really interesting. Would obviously very much into Gene's field. Yeah. Yeah. Have you taught them any, anything along those lines before with the entomology? Uh, we had done in one, I think one instance, we had some entomology done where there was a, they would isolate some of the larvae from an animal which had died, but we really hadn't done it to the level that we wanted to do it in this past um, installment. Mm -hmm. Would have been more um, more in depth and everything else, but we'll wait to do that whenever we get to do the camp. But it would be very much uh, a deeper study in the entomology, and they were able to isolate. A number of different uh, bugs, which would be good because knowing the entomology is very important for determining time of death and everything else. So that would be good. There's so many different facets of 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 the uh, forensics that it's just it's very interesting. Like yes, the, you know, take it in any direction. There, that's that would be. I w I would love that. I mean, even as an adult, I think that would just I yeah. don't know. And you've got so many kids out there. Uh, it's really interesting because it uses multi, you know, lots of mm -hmm. disciplines too, and, and the technology part of it. Coming at it from all different directions. Just a lot of, and obviously there's media as well, right? Mm -hmm. Taking mm. pictures and recording, yeah. recording video. There you go. That's where things, you so. would fit in, Deloitte. It is. It's yeah, lots, we, lots of different people. We were growing. So the plans were still developing and growing, but we were growing a list of people too. So we had um, a detective from a nearby county that was coming, and then uh, the chief at GPD had said they were going to help too. Mm. Um, Illinois State Police CSIs had said they would help if they were allowed by the state. So there was still uh. COVID-19 questions that hadn't fully been answered at the time. Mm. We, just, we had to cancel. Um, and then we, we had a dentist. I don't think Gene even knew this yet. The detective from Coles County knew a dentist who had done – um, basically like dental casting and oh, stuff wow. like that. And so he was going to ask him if he'd be interested in coming to, um, to help as well, to do a different thing, to do a different area. But the detective was also bringing 150 pounds of powder, like dental casting powder, because mm. to make like footprints and handprints oh, and you can make yeah. like tire track prints and all that sort of stuff. But so it, was, cool. it was, it was getting very exciting. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I'm excited. Deloy, let's just go to the camp when they have it. <laughs> maybe, can we? maybe you could change careers. I'm thinking yeah. about it right now. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking also uh, with the remains, you can get a chef to come in and prepare that so we can save money on You lunch. think so? <laughs> I think there we that go. would be a really good idea. I'm, <laughs> I'm vegetarian, though, so that would be oh, fine for me. I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, yeah. Waste not want not, you know. I think, I think we've got it. I think that's definitely <laughs> yeah. a way to go. Sign Ooh. up Elaine. <laughs> that, you might have just killed it for me right <laughs> there. Put a lot <laughs> hey, can I ask about 2020 as well? Um, how, has your, uh, how has your jobs, has your job changed this year? Are you involved in different things in 2020? Well, because of COVID, you mean? <laughs> yeah, because of everything, everything that's happened. Well, I think... How the, many committees are you on at this point, Eugene? Oh, that's not even funny, Because <laughs> I've, heard, um, I've heard you're everywhere. Well, apparently. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know either. Well, because of the, the, a lot of the changes, um, 
that were that happened both administratively as well. Um, I was elected fa- faculty moderator along with uh, Doug Faulkner, and so we have a, this is changing the structure of how. Um, administration is doing things. We're getting more involvement from faculty. So um, there are more things that uh, Doug and I will be doing, you know, as we go into 2021 um, school season, school year. And uh, so that makes it, I, I, mean, I think it's good in some ways that we get a faculty voice in a lot of things. Um, obviously it makes it a little more busy in the summer, but I, I think that it could be uh a good thing for Greenville to be able to have the faculty um, be involved in, um, in more things. Um, so I think that's that's one of the. So are you involved with plans for uh, reopening the school year? Yes, and, there uh, are how, for how we're going to protect our students. Yes, and how we how will we structure our classrooms? How we structure our labs? You know, a number of different things, and of course. Michael's expertise with uh, security and everything. We will have to talk about how we do large events. Um, so a lot of things, have, I mean, COVID has changed a lot of things for us. And I think even when the pandemic is over, there'll be some changes that will probably continue because of that. So it is interesting. Yeah, I've been on a few committees talking about just the, the safety aspects of it. But um, while Gene was talking, it made me think of my wife's a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, <laughs> so I'm like a cursory fan. <laughs> so she'll probably make fun of me because I don't know what it's called. But in The Prisoner of Azkaban... Hermione has this thing that allows her to be in two places at once. Yeah. And that's what Eugene's been doing this summer. So like, I mean, literally will be in a... In yeah, a, I'm in really a, not here right now. Yeah. I'm on a beach. Yeah. That's how so magical this place is. Yeah, it so is. Not, not so in Florida, though. At the same time. And it's, uh, I'm someplace in the Caribbean. Yeah, everybody's got the, their multiple titles right now. Um, wearing several hats. Um Takes well, a big head to wear several hats. Well, though, so we're a room full of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Including myself. Uh, but it, yeah, a lot of changes this year, and I'm sure more changes to come that we don't even know we're going to have to make yet. Yes. Who knows? Um, preparing for a somewhat normal, air quotes, school mm. year, semester, mm-hmm. but also preparing for the, the unforeseen. Yes. Or the alternate. That's right. Yeah. So that's happening. Um, anything else you'd like to add about uh, possibly the future of your roles here at Greenville or um, anything else you two would like to collaborate on? Maybe like a musical duo or something? <laughs> that, I don't think, I don't think Michael would want to yeah, th- put himself through that with I think me. Gene but... would do a lot of singing and he'd play the violin and I'd be in the background clapping or something. You think so? <laughs> I'm you could not play sure some spoons or, or, or maybe. Or throwing a tomato, one of the two. Throw a tomato? Yeah, if it was audio no. only, I could dance so that no, no one <laughs> could if... actually see it. Maybe we could <laughs> host it on the first floor. Okay. Why don't we have yeah, we Michael do some interpretive dance on our next yeah. podcast? <laughs> so no one will see it, but you'll, you know, you could say you did it. And, and I could Gene mime the... the singing. That would be perfect. We could tell people you're doing that on every podcast. You don't even have to be here in the background we have michael (laughs) i have one of the things that is exciting though that we could do this collaboration and it does allow for the possibility of thinking about how different departments can do things collaboratively collaboratively together i um i think so i think that's what what 2020 is um bringing more of uh whether it was planned or it's just creative thinking that we've all had to mm. we have all had to get very creative this year um, seeing it on campus with with the likes of you two, um, and seeing it in the town, and uh, yeah, it's just a growing. It's a year of collaboration, I think, to mm. for success. So, 
I don't know. I want to thank you guys for being here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, and we really look forward to this forensics camp. So sign Deloy and I up. We'll be there. Yes. Um, we'll try to blend in. Faculty discount? Yeah, sure. Okay. Actually, we are looking for like a corpus delecti. So anyone you want to volunteer. Does um, that mean you have to be the body? Yeah, oh. that's what it means. Go ahead, Deloy. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifice. It's, it's very generous. I love for Deloy. It's, like, it's like camping out without a tent. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Done that before. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see how that turns out, and we'll keep you all posted. Um, thanks again to my guests, Gene and Michael and Deloy. Thank you for being here. And please join us again for the next Greenville Smart Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Have a great day.